jambo na karibu katika zahanati la mafikra huru yani the free mind clinic mimi langu jina ni Kelvin Sam and welcome to another episode of the manimals uh, today we are going to be talking about unions the unions created and that the unions that man is in and the first union and like the first strange connection that i find between men is the shadow that follows man i mean every single person has a shadow that follows them each and every place that they go well it might just be it's a reflection of the sun and your body being there object that blocks the light so the hands reflecting upon the ground a shadow but to me i find it interesting because shadows are everywhere yeah a man's shadow follows him every single place no matter what you do no matter where you are your shadow always follows you So taking a look at how shadows are I mean it's an image an image of yourself right the same way that man is an image of god man himself has an image of himself too in the form of a shadow it's a reflection of an image of you it does every single thing that you do it's a reflection of you so it's quite uh an amazing relationship because well generally everything has a shadow as long as it is under the sun it has a shadow but the one that fascinates me i don't know maybe it's because i'm man i am a thinking man yes that's why i question these things and i look at these things from different points of view and ask myself okay so this is a shadow it is an image of me here on earth whereas i myself am an image of god so the shadow itself is an image of me whereas i myself am an image of god so The shadow works with me every single place everywhere that I go it follows me When I go to the dark it hides but upon a, a little bit of light upon the presence or when you bring in a little bit of light there is always a shadow for everyone and it does every single thing that you do 
okay it is not actually you but it is an image of you so everything you do it records down it does it and there is nothing well it is not really it is just an image i mean it's a refle- it is just an image you can see it it is just an image but it records everything that you do because that is how it is and for men it's actually quite different because for us we created our own lights so our shadows follows us even into the house it records everything that you do in your house as long as there is a source of light whereas well maybe for the animals when it gets dark they don't really have <coughs> much to see from the shadows or which they don't really care remember i am a man i am a thinking man so this shadow follows you every single place and it records every single thing that you do every movement of your hand wherever you go it follows you whatever you do it follows you and the presence of this shadow of this image is universal you know the presence of shadows is universal everything has a shadow has its shadow everything has its own image some are still but for us men and why i say for us men is because i am man i am a thinking man and that is why i question these things is because to me i see it as an image of myself and it records down every single thing that i do whether you hit someone yes your shadow will hit the other person shadow too so it has recorded that and there is nothing that you can do about it you can touch it it is not physical it, you cannot touch it it is not physical it is just an image of yourself an image of man the same way to me i am an image of god yet again the shadow is an image of man and it see it is in a spiritual form because it doesn't have eyes well i don't even know but it is just an image of what man looks like ears head the hands the legs everything yeah and it has only one color whether you're wearing orange clothes your shadow will never show orange it will always be black whether you're wearing green clothes it will only show black so it is universal first of all and it doesn't care for what you do it records everything that you do and you can take that away from it 
because it follows you everywhere and it is an image of yourself. <laughs> it's just crazy like thinking about it, but you know, I am a man. I am a thinking man, so I have to question these things. Hmm? So your shadow follows you everywhere. You can do anything and it will just copy you as you do it and create shadows for every other thing that you touch, that you hold and record it, every single thing. I bet if shadows could talk, they will be witnesses against their own bodies or witnesses too their own bodies it records every single thing that a person does it is not you but rather it is an image of you it sticks with you it is an image of you so it records everything that you do because it is you, just an image of you. And it's universally black. No one's shadow is green, no one's shadow is blue, no one's shadow is red. Everything is just black. It's universal. So, which means it cuts across everyone. Yeah? And so, this makes me question, like, so, if that is how shadows do work, and if, truly, they do record every single thing that you do, well, on Judgment Day, will they be uh, the witnesses? Will they be the witness against us? Because, you know, the conditions here on earth are the ones that favor, the same conditions that favor life on earth are the same conditions that favor shadows being present. That is true. The same conditions that bring life on earth are the same conditions that bring forth shadows to every living or non-living thing here on earth. For men, for thinking men, I might say, well, shadows record every single thing that we do. And you know why? Because it is an image of ourselves. Well, maybe other animals maybe don't really care much about shadows or anything because they are not thinking animals, yeah, and so, and they are just animals. And the distinction between man and animals is very, very wide when you come to think about it, because you find in many instances, there are a lot of things that we as animal, we as men experience far much more than the other animals, you know, and for example, when I ask, like, what makes a living 
staying alive. What makes something that lives alive? Well, you can say, well, as long as it's breathing, well, it's alive. But then, trees also live. They also breathe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But why do some people experience life differently than others? Why do men experience life differently than birds? Why do men experience life differently than fish? Well, it, is it in their biology? Well, yes. There, but there are some fundamental things that I see something that when something has life, okay, like for okay, like for example, when I want to cook, well, I can't just take the vegetables from the garden and just start eating them. I love to cook the vegetables, add on a little spice to make the food tasty. So when I'm eating this food, I feel taste on my tongue. Okay? When you pinch me, I feel pain. Okay? When someone, when you're passing down in, a, let's say, a place like Nairobi town and there are all these wonderful food smelling and being put out out there and you just feel like damn that smells so nice that is life you have that smell that you can smell greatness you can taste sweetness and you can feel pain well some animals don't feel taste or some animals don't see color some animals see different other colors than the same way that we do and that's their life some animals don't need to cook because they don't they don't feel taste they can distinguish if this is not tasty or if this is not or if this is good i mean it's just food but for us food has to be delicious either sour so we have all these categories to choose from do you want something that's sweet? Do you want something that's crunchy? Do you want something that's that's soupy? Anything. And that's like a and that's like the distinction. So, I smell when food is being cooked, and damn, I go yes, it is going to be amazing. But the dog does it. The dog that I have doesn't feel that smell and it doesn't get excited if the food smells good because it cannot tell whether it is good or bad i mean it's just food yeah yes it the dog knows that yes food is being cooked but it doesn't know that because of the smell even the taste it doesn't enjoy it as much as i do if I if I'm eating something that's sweet, let's say I put my cat or, or a dog and and it's eating the same thing as I am and this let's say the food is de- delicious. I will eat it because it's delicious. 
but the dog or the cat will eat it because, well, it's food. It's supposed to be eaten. Something that I need to do to survive. Also, also to men. True. But you don't get the same sensational feeling that I'm getting from eating the delicious food. So it's it's a distinction, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of different. Yeah. And this distinction and this amazingness in doing all these things and experiencing all these mixed feelings and tasting and smelling and touching and all these things, thinking even. This is just amazing. Yeah? Those are the things that make up life. Like, to say that you're alive, yeah? Like, taking a puff of that cigarette or weed or whatever it is, that is life. You get that head rush, yes, that is life. You are feeling it. That, which means that you are alive. And it is amazing because that's life. You get to enjoy like the gifts of life, yes? You can see colors. You can taste food. You can smell great food. Yeah? You can take a puff. And feel something inside of you. Now, that is life. It doesn't really have to be so basic. But, to me, that's how I see it. The ability to just be and do, feel and act. You know? And it is amazing how that works out. It's usually like man and nature share a certain type of universal energy, if I may say. And it's an energy that is, well, first of all, broad and it's diverse. And it is such a complicated energy that... If something happens in, let's say, England right now, it might have a direct or indirect influence on my life right now here in Nairobi. They call it the butterfly effect or something like that. That when a butterfly flaps its, its wings somewhere, they, there is a sequence of activities that happen and all this thing to a point where a tornado or a cyclone happens somewhere else. Minute details being collectively gathered into different energies that influence directly or indirectly into nature and into our lives. 
it's a certain type of energy between man and nature. It's a pretty amazing union because basically, even from our bodies, we are nature in itself. We are natural, obviously, we are not plastic, we are organic. So we are natural, so we are part of nature. Well, I mean, we all go to the, we all shit, soil, we all pee, water, and we all fart, air. It's the same. Solid gases, liquids. The things that comprise, that make up life. Earth, ground, water, life, air, breath. And that's it. Things that make up life. So, it is this union between man and nature that really amazes me because look at it even this way. Whatever I say to you right now, whether you are listening, if you are listening, rather, might have an influence in your life. Well, because you have decided to take a couple of minutes from your daily life to come and listen to this. So which means that in the universal energy, you, there is an influence. And whatever I am doing right now is influencing you right now or when you listen to this podcast because you're listening to it so whether you're listening to me from the u.s whether it is from tanzania whether it is from kenya or even australia as long as you've taken part of your time to come and listen to this then that means that whatever I am doing right now is influencing your life in one way or another. And that is how man and nature have this union and this type of energy that is just amazing. And the details to this energy is just so minute that when you think about them, it doesn't even make, it won't make any sense to you. Because, you don't know, maybe you're walking and uh, maybe like you're walking down like a, like a park or a forest, yeah? And you decide to pluck a leaf from a tree. Now, the leaf, that you've plucked from the tree, maybe it had the amount of water content that was required for that the water that was in the leaf was to transpire in the next three, four minutes before you plucked it, go up into the clouds, and just that minute, tiny drop of water that was inside the leaf and when transpiration happens, and so now it ever, the water evaporates into the clouds, maybe that was what was only remaining for it to rain that day. But you plucked the leaf, so it is not transpiring, so which means that the water has not evaporated to the sky to fill the clouds so that it may rain. So, little minute details on little things that the, the little things that we do sometimes have great 
impacts in nature. And the union between man and nature is so incredible that when you start when you think about it, it is just amazing. If you didn't do this, then that wouldn't have happened, then this happened, so because of that, that then didn't happen, or something like that. And it's a web, and it's every single thing is connected. We call it natural selection. I believe that's cool. I mean, that is why I find myself not to be remorseful around death or things like that because to me i think it's just natural selection i mean if you are needed well someone dies okay now let, let me put like, like someone dies yeah and people cry and people mourn yeah but to me as a free mind to me i go and think to me i think like um uh, Okay, so the reason why this person is no longer with us is because nature has no use for them any longer. It is natural. Whether the person was murdered, whether the person was did, any, whether the person committed suicide, whether it was natural, but nature in itself has no need for that person at that particular past that particular time that they have gone and that is just how it works if you wake up then that means that nature still has something in it for you yeah yes which means that you are still needed and you share that nature is still in your energy but when someone goes that means that from the minute that that person was born and the energy that this person has shared with nature made the right conditions for nature to say that on this time you will no longer be needed maybe you gave out too much or maybe you gave out less so you are not needed it is natural selection whether we like it or not it is natural selection it happens all the time what do you know Maybe if this person will have stayed a minute longer, it will have had an impact on a very huge number of people. It will change the narrative if he stayed a minute longer. But because the narrative is not supposed to change and there is an energy that flows between man and nature, that is the reason why people go. But then do we really go? That is a question for another day. Or rather, where do we go? That's a topic for another day. But, but what I'm trying to explain is like the union between man and nature. Like this union. And this energy that we share together deeply with nature is one that is uh, mostly ignored, I can think, yes, mostly ignored. And the people who have practiced to share this energy and to be part in union with nature kind of understand these concepts. I can say that the people before 
the pre-technological era, those who were there then, were in touch with nature. I can say that. African folk tales says people used to know that someone can just look at the cloud and tell where, when there is going to, to be rain. Just by looking, because this person has been in touch with nature and this one is in union with nature in such a way that even the tiniest detail that he sees explains a, an entire concept to him which turns out to be true. He sees a cloud from a distance and says it's going to rain this, this night. Why? How does he know that? Because he has been in touch with nature and he has created this union, this bond with nature that allows him to detect even the minute of details and understand the patterns and the language that nature speaks. So, you'll see the cloud from afar and say, you know what, it might not rain today. You want me to tell you why? Because that cloud is moving in a certain way. But nowadays, no one really cares. You can't tell. You just have to wait and see for us right now because we're not in unison with nature. We're not bonded in nature right now. That worked in the pre-technological era. People were constantly in with nature because there wasn't, well, I can say there wasn't much to do then, yes. So that's why the only thing that will fascinate you is clouds, trees, maybe other things, yeah. But the union and the bond that the people of the old days had with nature is something that is just amazing even to comprehend i mean these people all they had was nature itself they had no cell phones to distract them from nature they had no televisions to distract them from nature they didn't have all these crazy things that we do right now in 2022 that keeps us out of touch with nature. You know? So these people were like crazy. Like they were amazing. And they got so intertwined in nature. That even the tiniest details. A line of ants could predict. They could predict the weather. Just by looking at how ants behave. Well, that is knowledge lost for now. You know, yes, it is lost for now. Especially to us Africans. I believe that, well, for us, uh, among all the places in the world, we are the ones who have been closer and more open-minded towards nature than any other place. 
over any other time in history. We are the ones who've lived with these animals. We have lived in these jungles. We are the ones who understand nature better. I can say that for a fact. Some of these skills, some of these knowledge were lost. Yes, but that doesn't mean that I still don't know that. The fact that I know that it is lost knowledge and it is because that we've lost touch with nature, well, it just reminds me of just how we used to do it back then. And there is nothing new under the sun. It has always been done. Always. So, this union between man and nature and how everything is just natural. Like, as I said, yes, we are all natural as human beings, yes. We are organic. We decompose, yeah. In the previous episode, I talked about, I talked a little bit about how, like the genesis of man and how I believe man to be, to man was created to be in authority, to exercise authority over the land, how man was given authority to look after the animals, and how man is created in God's image. But the part that I didn't talk about that much was, okay, well, women. But, and, but as I explained, I said that women are Part of men. And the reason why I say this is because from the religious text, this is how it says. Yeah? So, God created man. He gave man authority over the earth. Man became lonely, and so God wanted to do something about it. So, man falls asleep. God comes into play. God takes man's rib, part of man's ribs, and he takes clay and molds it together to make this gorgeous creature, the most beautiful thing man had ever seen up to that time. The woman. So, to me, Seeing it from plain sight, I can confidently say that then women are part of men. Because, as I am explaining it, it is that women work if 
the rib was taken from man. And it was molded with clay to create the woman. Which means that the woman is part of man. So, which means that women can't escape being with men as much as men can live without having women all around them. They don't need that they don't need that attention to them. But women, on the other hand, are part of men and that is something that we should really acknowledge. And I know, yes, this is 2022. Saying something like that is dangerous, but it's the truth. They are part of men. And we also can't escape the fact that women are part of men. Even with all these debates right now in 2022, we can't deny that fact. Women are part of men. Independent beings, but still are part of men. And it says that, so from the beginning, man was whole when he used to exercise authority over the animals and everything and look after the planet and all that. So now, this time, a part of man has been taken away and it has been molded into clay and it has created the woman, which means that at this point, man is not whole because a part of him has been taken away. So the man that God had created on the first, on the sixth day and the one that we have right now are totally different because, well, on the sixth day, there was no woman. But God after the sixth day, after a very long while, God takes man's rib, a part of man. So, if you take a part of something, <clears throat> if you take a small piece from an entirely huge thing, well then, it won't be whole again because you have taken a part of it. So, it is not whole. Okay? So, there, so, because it is not whole anymore, then it cannot be the same man that God had intended to create or that God created on the sixth day because he took a part of him and created a woman from it. Which means that from the time that man saw the most beautiful thing he had ever seen to then up until that then man was not whole at that point when he first saw the woman he was not the same man that the lion knew he is not the same man that the trees knew he is not the same man that the animal kingdom knew because a part of man had been taken away and so now man was divided. So there is the man himself, he, him. And then so now he, him, a part of he, him has been taken away. And it has created him, her, the woman. So which means that 
the original version of the man is now divided yes and a part of it has been taken away to create this other thing which means that man is now not whole okay and now we see the advanced effects of that well man is not the same again so it doesn't relate the same with the animals a part of him has been taken to create another being but it's still a part of him so he doesn't relate to the animals the same way because he's not the same guy they knew from the beginning you know so the animals are shocked now you are interested in spending most of your time with him her the woman and he has lost and now man is not exercising authority over the animals he had done naming everything he had done doing everything that god had instructed him he was just lonely so now from a part of man himself a part of him he him god takes the rib and creates him her the woman so the union between the man and the woman creates one being which is the original man that god created on the sixth day you know i don't know if you guys are getting this but so the woman and the man the union between the both of these one creates the energy and the power of man who god created on the sixth day because the woman him her is part of man man was whole but a part of him was taken away so the union between this one and the other one creates the environment or the conditions which suggest what god had created on the sixth day the man he him now the woman part of man she is the man with the womb now man with the womb originally it was man he him then god takes part of man and molds it with clay to make him her now the man with the womb the woman and so both of these people complement each other right so there is the man there is the woman so man in his wholeness the original man that god created on day 6 is a combination of both of these two the man he him and the woman him her and that's just how it works so the union between man and woman is a, such a powerful union that is why god is very strict on marriages and 
Jesus is very strict on divorces when people come together in this union. It is because it is sacred and it takes away it is sacred. Actually, that is the right word. It is sacred because you coming together with this person, you create the first being, the first man who was he, him. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> So, the union between, and that is why they say that when a man leaves his father's house and the woman leaves the mother's house and these two come together, they form one being. And that is exactly the being who was there on day six. You leave your house, the woman leaves her parents' house, and the two of you come together, and they become one. They become one. And that is it, and that's like the concept. So, to me, these unions, it's just that woman is part of man, Yes, and men also acknowledge that women are part of their lives. That is true. When both of these two come together, they create one being. The original man that had been created on day six. Even though a separate entities. Now, imagine the man on day six he had the qualities of women everything that goes on in women's minds and lives he had all that and everything that goes on in men's mind and lives he had both of those in one body okay so all these qualities he has them in one body all that knowledge, he has them in one mind. So he is whole, he is man, he, him, he is man. On day six, he has all that. And he lives with that, ruling over the animals, exercising authority over the planet, naming things, and doing all these things. Up until a point now when he's done naming the animals, he has pretty much traveled everywhere, he has pretty much done everything, and now he just sits around, he's lonely. And so, now, what God does is, he takes a part of him, he, him, himself, he takes a part of himself, and separates just a part of him, molds it with clay, and creates him had the woman, not the man with the womb. Yeah? So it is just a part of him that he sees now. 
that he has always lived with, lived by, but now it is a, on an external point of view. It's like you meeting your mind in person. I mean, how will that even look like? I mean, you'll be amazed if I saw my thoughts as a person or if I th- saw my thoughts externally. It's an amazing thing when you think about it, you meeting your mind. You meeting something that is in your mind. Yeah? So now, a part of man has been taken and now we create, God, God, God creates the woman. So, so she is now part of man. Yes? Or it originally lived in man. But now, she is an independent being. And man was fascinated by this creature. He was amazed. A part of him. And now, it's now made the leeway because now the union between man and woman now became easier. And it bore even more fruits because now man, he, him, the woman, or the man with the womb, him, her, now when they came together, they could become one thing. And this union between man and woman creates life, children. And so it goes on and on. Just that way. So now the entity man has been separated. And from him, has been separated from him. Now you can see it live. He just doesn't know that, well, I am man as powerful as God had created me in his own image. Now a part of me has been taken away. To create something even more beautiful than how I look, but it's still part of me. It's like meeting your mind in person. That that is the only way that I can describe. It's like meeting your mind in person. Yeah. So this union creates kids. Yes, then these kids. They unite with others and then they also bring out kids. And so now this union between man and woman creates even more life. Up to this point right now, this is 1st of December 2022 and the world population is at 8 billion now. The union from the 6th day when man was he him alone to a point now when man is him her and him him man and woman the man with the womb and it was just amazing even the animals themselves couldn't comprehend man himself himself left paradise because he was following part of himself, a part of himself. 
So he cannot stay far. Well, yes, he can be without part of himself, but it's still part of him. So he also needs it. You know? And that's just true. And the reason why it is that women are part of men, and the reason why even I say, and I'll say that women were created for men, is the same reason why right now women over at no given time have men ever been more than women. It has always been the women are the ones who are more than the men. If the women were created for men, then I guess men were if I guess then men were created for women, then I guess men will have been more, but that is not how the supply chain works. So the one who is part of man, those are the ones who are many because there have been many men. Most of them died in wars and they left their other parts. Most men died working hardcore jobs, left their parts. That is why there are more women than men. And it is just amazing. But to me, I find the union between men and women fascinating. It is something that even ourselves, I mean, the only reason why people say that it is hard for you to figure out how, how, how men say that it is hard for you to figure out what goes on in a woman's mind. Well, maybe if we just look at things in a different way, okay, so we're just looking for yourself in someone else and that never works you cannot do that and expect to find results matt walsh produced a documentary what is a woman i mean first of all if you understood that they are part of you then you will really really understand what they are but to me this will always stand I believe that women are part of men. And that's it. So, we should really appreciate each other as being part of something bigger and greater than ourselves. Yes, And we should appreciate these relationships and these unions that we have amongst ourselves as human beings both male and female across across all species you know and across each and every part of the world yes we should complement each other we should encourage much more of these unions because that is where it all starts These unions, they create life, they run economies, they run industries. These unions that we create, these relationships that we make from business to enterprises to industries, these unions and the energies that we share with the nature and the world and the people around us all have an impact 
on our daily lives as manimals. <laughs> this has been me, your host, Kelvin Sam. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode, which will be Legacies. Yeah? Asante ni sana kwa kuwa nasi kwenye zahanati la mafikra huru. Yani the Free Mind Clinic. Have a wonderful time, everybody. It has been amazing. Damn.